Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Pitch. I'm Christian Jack. Since we last spoke, Canada are now on the verge of qualifying for Qatar 2022 as they embark on the final journey. The last three games of the Canadian men's national team woke up qualifying window. They head to Costa Rica before returning to play Jamaica at home and ending their campaign in Panama. Now, throughout this journey, we've also been privileged to be joined by about a dozen of these Canadian men's national team players on this Beyond the Pitch series. We'll be certainly sharing some of those past quotes with you and some of those videos over the next few days. Um, many of you have been joining on and many have been commenting about how much you've, been, you've loved finding out more about these players away from the pitch, which is really the reason for these in-depth conversations. I'm delighted then this week to be joined by Stephen Vittoria, an absolute linchpin at the centre-back for Canada and John Herbman with this men's national team now at 35 talks more about how experienced and calm he is on the pitch than he has ever before and how that has helped him in his defending you'll know he is the first man on the team sheet particularly as a defender whenever they look at that team and they go is Stephen Vittoria playing then Canada certainly feels better about it we talk about the tactical versatility sometimes playing in a back four sometimes playing in a three we talk about his journey as a Canadian youth player never getting picked for any Canadian Canadian national teams uh, as a youth and then deciding to make the move to Portugal and then suddenly having interest from Canada Canada. How did that make him feel? Why eventually did he end up choosing Canada after playing for Portugal at a youth level? We get in all of that. And I'm sure you'll understand when you watch this, you'll certainly get the feeling that I got is just overall is just simply a brilliant man, a family man who talks about his kids and how he delight, he's delighted he is to bring them to Toronto. We'll get a little bit of signs from his son Noah as well that we'll share with this. If you're watching on the video, you won't want to miss that. That's just a cute reflection of the relationship between dad and son. Lots of stories here um we talk about hamilton he talks he brings reference points from hamilton to haiti to the azteca and much more so sit back and enjoy this fascinating in-depth conversation with a great human being and a fantastic defender here's my discussion with canadian men's national team Stephen vittoria Stephen, great to see your face again thanks so much for doing this it's an absolute pleasure and honor uh, joining us from portugal just before you join up with the canadian men's national team again for an enormous pivotal world cup qualifying campaign how are you how's your family how's your form how are you feeling christian nice to see you uh, i appreciate this invite uh, it's always a pleasure uh, all's good uh, very excited uh, me and the family you know to for this camp uh all goes well. They're all booked up to to make the trip too to to witness you know Canada play live, which will be a little bit different than you know waking up early hours to to catch it. So everything's good and uh, definitely excited. That's awesome. We'll get into that and your trip out here for the for the World Cup qualifiers shortly. But you are obviously still playing in the Portuguese league, haven't you? I think you know, from afar, it looked like you're having a terrific season individually. How's everything going there, Marians? And and obviously. It's a competitive season, but you're getting a ton of minutes. How's it? How's it felt this year for you? Yeah, personally, it's uh, you know it's been going really well. Uh, but I confess, it's been a bit of a contrast, you know, with uh, the national team. You know, fantastic campaign, and here at the club, we're going through a struggle. But that's what the game's uh, all about. You know, we're we're confident that it's gonna close out nicely. But uh, it's been it's been a good year. It's been a good year, and it's tough to be back and forth uh you know but very excited about this whole Canada that's where the big priority is how how is that as a mindset of a high performance athlete for you what's that like when you go from one camp to another and obviously you know 
we know what Canada's like and how successful you are. You're top of the league. That's never going to be the case with your club. That's not the mandate. The mandate is to survive and to be competitive. What's that like as a mindset when you go from one camp to the other? Is there cha- is there challenges for you or is it simply just adaptation? No, it's, it's a little bit of both. Uh, and also as captain here in the club, uh, you know, I can't be selfish and, you know, being all excited with the Canada and, you know, just having the focus there. Uh, so, you know, just try to give my all uh, wherever I am. Uh, but like I said, it's been a, a big contrast, you know. And I remember my family being here at Christmas time and, uh, you know, we're having Christmas. And, and I mentioned, you know, being first place with Canada, you know, such a, such a critical time and it's been amazing and almost last place in the club, you know. So trying to, those mixed emotions, but, you know, we do our best to, to keep them intact and, and be an example as a captain, especially here in the club, even though we've been away a lot. Um, but we're definitely confident that uh, it'll close out nicely here at the club too. That's good to hear. And it, and is there, I, I guess it works both ways, but your form for Canada has been exceptional. And obviously when you come over here, you're the number one you know, name on the team sheet from a defensive point of view, leader, captain, as you said. How has your form for your club team helped you with that? Because obviously during this break, particularly in the last camp, a lot of players weren't playing, were they, because of the MLS? But you, you know, as a European team-based players, they came over a little bit. How has your form for player helped you for in, in, in the international windows? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you know, as many minutes as you can, you can get, uh, it's always brings a lot of positive things uh coming coming to the national team it's always it's always easy to fit in uh, you know I think the the structure that foundation it makes it easy for for everyone uh, even with these long flights and, and a bit of back and forth but uh definitely as long as we can control like I said that contrast you know just trying to give our best uh, as many minutes as we can uh, and it's just it's been a fun year it's been a, a very fun year and just something very proud about uh, for, for our country uh, to see where this whole program is going. Uh, and, you know, and here in the club too, it's, you know, like I said, a different year, but uh, a lot of positive things, you know, we, we grow with these moments too. And also seeing a lot of those youth, you know, at the club going through this. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's been a challenge, but uh, one that I'll accept and, you know, thrive forward. What I've got from all, everybody that I've spoke to and I've done, you know, about a dozen of these now with your Canadian men's national team players is that that camaraderie is real, right? You know what it's like when you go to a team and sometimes you wish you had it. Sometimes you wish you had more. Sometimes you just genuinely gel and you have it. This talk to me a little bit about this. This feels as authentic as you could ever get. Is that true? It's it's more than true and it's more than words will will describe. Uh, and again, and we we. Sp- about this many times you know throughout all these camps uh you know like that family that brotherhood uh you know every change room talks about it but not every change room actually feels it and uh and with canada we definitely do and it's something that we built this foundation around and uh and you see it you know you can see it in all moments of the game you can see it off the pitch and and that's been i wouldn't say the secret but that's been a huge part of this uh and that's one thing that Coach John and his staff, you know, like made it very clear since the beginning. The we is always more important than the the me, you know. So that's our mindset when we come in, and uh, you see it in guys' the excitement when we come in. You know, like the sadness when we leave, even though you know it's always it's gratefully it's always been you know with celebrations after big wins. Uh, but we miss that time together. You know, we had like those three or four camps back to back, and then there was like a little two month gap, 
and we're already like, oh, it's gonna be a long time since we see each other, you know. So it, it's it's like you said, uh, it gelled perfectly, uh, and not just the team. You see the whole country, you know, and you see that wherever we've played, you just see like the whole country coming together, that energy. And like I say, we're we're all together on this journey, uh, and you know, we're all feeding out that energy, you know, it, it's a big part of it. And it's just beautiful to see where, how this country is coming together and, and where it's going. Oh, great words. And how difficult is that as a team to get all of that? And what does it say about each and every one of those individuals, Stephen? You're captain, you look at that. I'm sure it fills you with immense pride uh, that those players are able to, I mean, even um, there's no hierarchy here. Everyone's the same. Everyone's the same, you know, you know, built the same we're all human beings but Alfonso Davies Jonathan David these world-class stars going for tons and tons of money are able to check their egos and check their talents at the door for the for the club how special is that and and, and what does it say about the individuals that you're with no it's it's truly special uh as I said you know here at the club being captain at the national team being one of the captains uh that's one thing that the you know we we talk about it often and and you you see that and a lot of times we we notice it when, you know, there's like a little scrum on the field, you know, like somebody gets, you know, it's uh, the victim of a bad tackle or somebody gets in somebody's face. You'll see instantly all like all those red shirts there, you know, that's, that's us. You know what I mean? And then it started getting a little bit too much, you know, like just a little dirty look, you would see everybody already there, you know, like, so everybody has each other's backs. And then when you see these superstars, you know, commit to that, you know, these kids that are already on the world's most, top stage winning champions league thought well davies you know unfortunately he, he's been out for a while but just that foundation you know obviously we'll all always miss him but also the guys that stepped up you know making a name for themselves and it's just that attitude that mindset and uh, that chemistry it's it's there you know and it's so easy to feel you know to to, to feel that and to be a part of and i think everybody you know just speaking what i get all excited and i feel like that's what everybody everybody does uh, it's exciting, definitely. Really, exciting. really infectious enthusiasm coming through from every one of you when I speak about it. I love it. I really do. Uh, you mentioned being one of the captains, one of the leaders. John Herdman is a seemingly a coach that likes to give players a lot of power. You know, that leadership group, you can police the dressing room yourself and create your own rules and things like that. How much have you enjoyed being part of that leadership group and mentoring some of these young players, not just as players, but as young men? You know, it's, it's very... It's been very important, but it all starts with, you know, with Coach John and his staff. They, you know, it's nonstop. You know, it's not a coincidence that this is all happening. Uh, it, it's a lot of work that, that they put in. It's the little details are all taken care of. And then it's all, you know, it's so easily to, you know, transfer, you know, to the, that leadership group, to, to the younger players. And there's just such a natural flow. There's such a, a mutual respect. Uh, you know, and I'll be the first one to say, it, as being one of the oldest ones, uh, you know, like those, those younger kids, even in, in like that defensive position, maybe there's a little bit more chemistry there. Uh, you know, they they listen, but they also know that whenever they need to call me out, I listen to it. Right? So that, that's the bond that we have. Uh, it's not just one leadership group, uh, you know, like we're we're all leaders. We're all all got that captain mindset and, you know, we can all count on each other, uh, help each other. And we just want to in a humble way, just keep growing, you know, and growing with points and with wins. It's that's what the sport's about. And, and then when it, it becomes more than that, and the family bond is there, that brotherhood, and it's, it's amazing. It's, you know, it's, it's nice. It's, uh, it's, the country can be proud, you know, and 
we're, we're we're not done. No, you're not done. No doubt about it. You talk about growing. You know, reference points are always so crucial, right? And I know, and I know. Looking at this group, it was as we chat. You've had eleven games in this final walk-up qualifiers. We're coming into the last three. Are there any reference points that come to mind that you find yourself as a group or as an individual thinking about more than anything else during this walk-up qualifying campaign, or was it even prior to that? For example, Mark Anthony K told me in a chat that in, in the semi-final of the Gold Cup in Mexico, afterwards when they got in the hump in the huddle after losing that game when you were there he said he told john herbin we will qualify for the world cup even though it just in the moment they've lost to a ninth you've lost to a 99th minute killer from herrera that was his moment when he felt we're going to be able to compete with these guys is there one or two moments that you think of more than anything else yeah no there i can definitely relate to to mark anthony uh there are a few milestones i maybe we can we can call those um, like I remember, you know, and Coach John mentions this a few times. Like I remember in Haiti, even prior to that, I remember that anthem, you know, when, when that anthem came on and we were in a tough environment, you just saw like the passion, you know, we just saw like everybody was just all in, you know, like this or this is going to happen one way or another. And you, you can, you can see that, that habit, you know, in the, in the anthem and then the stadiums when we're at home, you know, it just, when we feel like it, there's so much happening, it just keeps growing. You know, like when we feel like this is such a moment, like the next moment finds a way to surpass that. You know, so there, there are a lot of moments. I would say that the national anthem in Haiti, and then I would say that the Gold Cup was, you know, a fantastic run, difficult to go out that way. Uh, but again, we felt, even though we got hit that hard in the last second, we felt, listen, this is, this is the road. You know, this is going to have its fruits. This is going to... You know, it's not a coincidence what's been happening. And then this campaign, you know, many tough situations going to tough countries that kind of wasn't used to getting points. In, and now it's it's happening kind of in a natural way, uh, you know, never disrespecting uh, the Mexicos or, you know, but it's becoming a natural way. And I feel we feel that the country feels that, you know, and we just we just on this path of growth and growing with points. And and you see the table, you know, it's already been you know, so many were into the last camp, so close to qualifying for a world, a world Cup. And, you know, I get the goosebumps talking about this, you know, and I know it's been one time in 86. I was in one of the oldest, you know, guys on the team. I wasn't even born yet. And now qualifying for this one, we're talking about possible back-to-back -back World Cups for a country, which can change generations forever. And that's that's where I feel, you know, this this touches everybody because it's bigger than us. It's bigger than us and, and it's special to see. And, we can go from, I'm not going to talk about Hamilton, I'll get there, but in Edmonton, you know, in the freezing cold, uh, you know, in one week, about 100,000 people over two games, like, crucial, you know, that just goosebumps, you know, like, fantastic, that like, there's words, you know, that, that can't explain that. And then in Hamilton, I remember when in the bus, when we turned that corner, just seeing like that, what happened there was just another priceless moment that, you know, I can't, I can be here for two hours, I can't explain it, you know, just seeing that. And then it started... And then also versus the states in in Hamilton, you know the the national anthem. We start seeing like the signs, Qatar, here we come, Qatar. You know, so like it's it's just seeing that energy. You know, whether it's in Toronto, Hamilton, Edmonton, all over the country is just it's honestly beautiful to see. It's it's a pleasure, and I'm on a personal level at this age. I'm just so happy, you know, and fortunate to be able to. The witnesses yeah there's a general an unbelievable appreciation i get from you players too because every one of your stories is very different 
but there's so many of you, Stephen, if I can speak collectively a minute, where you're all, you're all tied to something where you never thought this was going to happen, right, before? Like, is that fair? Like, whether that was some people thought they would never play for Canada again, or some people never thought they even would play for Canada. You know, I mean, I know you've got Portuguese and you represented Portugal. I remember watching you in the 07 World Cup here in Canada, for example. You know, it, some people didn't think, even at this stage, even Atiba tells me, you know, he thought this was gone. You know, this this moment would never come for him. And is that something that is also bonded by a lot of you guys in terms of that adversity or that belief that this would never come, kind of happen to you guys in your career? Yeah, you know, it's it's fair. It's fair to say that. You know, and you spoke about Atiba. You know, and like what an example that's been. You know, at his age, and he comes in, you know, flying across the world, and you see him in trainings. You know, leaving it all out there. And with these young kids, you know, it, it feeds off that. I mean, it feeds off that. I would say, yeah, it would be tough to believe a few years ago, but just seeing how this process has been coming around and just to see that growth and like that safe growth, growth, you know, like those steady, you know, calm steps all in the right direction, like that foundation as it's been built. Everybody being a part of that, now it's, you know, that belief, it's more than a belief, you know, and now it's just not for now, like I said, possible back-to-back World Cups and this can take off forever, you know, and that's why sometimes, like, I, I stop and I think, you know, like, when I was a kid back in, you know, Mississauga, you know, at the schoolyard, I remember putting up, like, the, the soccer match and I would just spend, you know, by myself, you know, sometimes with some friends but most of the time by myself, put up a soccer match that my parents bought and then I remember, you know, just scoring, you know, and as funny as it sounds, I remember, like, the trees and I would look at the trees thinking, like, those are the fans, I mean, and the things that I would like dream about and like imagine at that time, now it's different for all these kids. You know, those kids that now go play, you know, they don't have to dream so far away. You know, now dreams are becoming reality, you know, like so close to home, at home. You know what I mean? So that's what that's where we feel like it's more than us. You know, this is stronger than us, it's bigger than us. And and being able to help pave that way for our country, for the kids, the, the inspiring kids and those generations. World Cups are amazing, but I think that's, you know, coming along with that, that that's, it just makes it more special. And that's what everybody's in on. And then it's it's been an incredible journey. Well said. One of the great things a little about these chats is that, and the feedback we get from our audience is how much they get to know you guys a little bit more. Because obviously, you know, you don't get those, those, those type of time to talk a lot. But you just talked about growing up there in Toronto and Mississauga, a football journey that would take you back to Portugal where you would end up representing that country as well. So maybe you can just take some of our viewers a little bit through your background and your, your love for Canada and how much that has really grown from afar, uh, even though you, wasn't, you weren't always playing here for, in, in, within Canada. Growing up in Canada, uh, you know, the truth is the program a lot different back then than now. But I never, even though I did represent, you know, Portugal at the youth level, then the 29s, then the 20s at the Euro, at a World Cup as well, which was coincidentally was in Canada. But I remember, you know, rewinding the tape. I was always careful, like with, I would never say like a no, like don't call me. You know, like I always like left that door open. I just kind of, I always ask, just understand my situation. Listen, I was 18 playing in Canada, 19. I never got called once the national team all due respect at the time. Uh, then I signed with Porto Juniors, and within three months, I was called to the Portugal national team. Once I got called to Portugal, that's when Canada called afterwards. So I just, and who was the national coach at that time? When I explained my situation, they understood. Nobody didn't understand where I was coming from. I never did it in a disrespectful way. It was just that moment, you know, if anybody kind of puts me, 
themselves in those shoes. You know, it, it wasn't a disrespectful decision, but I, all, I was also very careful always to be respectful uh, with the country where I was born and gave me everything in my family. And then fast forward after a few years and that year in the MLS and then that closer contact and then feeling and that decision, you know, I was so happy about that even though the program was a lot different than what it is now and, and just being a part of this, just very grateful. Uh, so happy in every way and just uh, to be a part of this and having my kids at an age that they can understand what's happening too. Super, I'm in a little bit, if you don't mind, I'll ask my son to show me something that he was making, you know, all excited about, you know, I'm going to bring this, you know, we're probably going to be far away, but it's a little sign that he's making, like just the excitement that they understand it. Amazing. And, and then I can, just kind of relate to all the kids across our country it's it's, it's fantastic yeah that's fantastic so, talking about kids i just want to get your point on that is how tough is that because we're seeing it more and more now there's there's big stories in england right now about certain players and you know how tough is it for young players young men to decide if they have to what country they represent i mean i'm talking to you as a as a proud Canadian, and obviously I don't sound Canadian. I was born in England. I've lived here over 20 years. And I honestly have two countries in my heart exactly the same, as I'm sure you do. Is that, that must be really difficult to know that that sometimes if a decision comes up, there is really no way back a lot of the times in terms of making that decision for, for young players at, at such, a, such a really young age. It is difficult. Uh, and Canada being that multicultural you know, country, you know, there is a lot of situations, the one that I was in, you know, like a Portuguese background, you know, and, and growing up there, always tied, you know, to Portugal because of my parents. Uh, I can imagine, you know, there's a lot of kids that can go through that process. It's not an easy decision, uh, but I think now it'll be a lot easier than what it was before, because now you see a foundation, you know, you see a foundation, you see growth, you see uh you know so many things coming together you see the excitement around you know because before you know okay soccer you know wasn't very talked about and mm -hmm. and now you just see you know before it was talked about it just in that small community now when you see like like i said in Edmonton, 100,000 people you just see the excitement and this just opens so many doors to make that decision a lot easier or maybe not even have to make that decision you know because now like our coach said, you know, I remember maybe it was after the, the States or the Mexico, you know, now a lot of these kids can put away like those other shirts, you know, like be proud to put the Canadian one on. Kind of like what, what I did when I was a little bit younger, you know, imagine what these kids do now at, at the parks, you know, playing soccer with their friends, you know, that, now that they can be excited, you know, imagining they're the Fonzo Davies and Jonathan Davids, you know, scoring these goals and going to celebrate with the trees, you know, like kind of, you know, just having fun. Now they don't have to go far away to dream. You know, so I think that'll make the decision a lot easier. Young Canadian centre-backs with Victoria and five on the back of their shirt, mate. That's why. <laughs> why not, right? Why not? You don't, don't sell yourself short. How are you different now as a defender? You're 35. Have you had to mould your game better? But, you know, speak, I mean, I haven't watched your career the entire time, but you were talking about earlier when you were younger, following you and watching you and covering you when I was at the score. You know, do you feel like you're a completely different defender now? What's experience and maturity done for you on the pitch that you maybe didn't have? 10 you know eight seven years ago if there's one thing i can kind of bring it down to it brought a lot of calmness you know like that experience brings a lot of calmness in certain certain moments you know that before you know maybe it'd be a little bit easier to panic in or uh now you know a little bit more common collective and and that brings a lot more confidence in in my game uh 
coming back to the national team, you know, it makes it a lot easier, you know, playing around certain, you know, so many awesome players, you know, you, you feed off of each other. But I think like that calmness, you know, that calmness, uh, tactically putting yourselves in the, in the right spots before things happen, you know, so you're not always caught in foot races. So it does bring a lot of, you know, a lot of positives as well. Um, and to be honest, when I was younger, if I would, if I can plan, I had a 35, you know, as that age, you know, retiring at 35, that I'd already be successful. So we're there already, you know, gratefully. And, and I feel great. You know, I feel great. And I feel like it's, it's far from over. Insightful. I, I could tell, I could tell that when I, when I watch you, you mentioned tactics there, another trademark of this team, uh, you know, not only are you guys mentally tough, you're very, very versatile tactically as well, aren't you? And you play as a three, you can play at the back in a back four, um, what's that like for you as your adjustments when maybe you've got, sometimes you've got a Johnston and a Miller next to you a little bit closer and then sometimes in a game on the flash, 20 minutes into a game, there's that little bit of a co-change and you're in a back four and suddenly the spacing's different and your marking's different. How have you managed that kind of adjustments in game? Uh, when Coach John snaps his fingers, we already know. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it takes a lot of, you know, we, we work a lot on that. You know, we work a lot on that. That's going back to like, Coach John and the staff, you know, they they take care of all the details. When I say it's like a hundred, those two weeks, and, and they start a lot before, I understand that. But since the day that we fly in, it's nonstop. You know, it's a hundred miles an hour, kilometers an hour, nonstop to all these details uh, taken care of and, and with a lot of work, you know, and in the training sessions, make these things possible. Uh, it does take a lot of work, but then, you know, it's very gratifying when you see those fruits, you know, happen and, and been happening, you know, along this, along this journey. Awesome. A couple more with you and I'll let you go. And again, thanks so much I'm for your time. What, yeah. what is, um, what's your mindset going into these three games? Then obviously Costa Rica first job, get the job done there. I, I would imagine is the key thing and then come back and have a celebration in front of your wife and kids at BMO. No, is that going to be the main priority here? <laughs> We, we know we just got to be a little bit careful. Uh, like, I understand it, it's very close. You know what I mean? It's very close. But like I said, we're hungry, but we're humble as well. You know, we understand mathematically it's not completely clinched. I'm confident it will be next game. And, and that's our mentality going to this last camp. It's the same as that first camp, you know, just one game at a time give it all we, we got and grow with more points, you know, and if it plays out that way and then we can have that game and that celebration in, in Toronto, fantastic, but we're not, we're not there yet. Uh, you know, one day at a time, one game at a time. And, and first we have full respect and focus with Costa Rica. That's, that's been our mentality and it's going to be like that until, until the end. Okay, so I can ask you this question, maybe the only time I can ever ask you this question then. And that question is, because you're not there yet, what would qualifying for the World Cup mean to you? To you as a family member, to you as an individual, as a husband, as a son, as a proud Canadian, as a, and as an as occasional captain in this team, what would it mean to Stephen Vittoria for Canada to qualify for the World Cup? It's a tough question, but I would say that's the moment that a dream and reality, you know, they, they connect, you know, they connect. And when you see, it's not just going to be Stephen Victoria, you know, it's when you see that happen with the whole country, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just beyond excited to, for that moment. Cause 
like I said, it means so much more than a World Cup. Uh, it means, you know, it's when a dream comes true. You know, it's that moment when your whole career, all those minutes, all that hard work, you know, of a whole country, you know, like when you get that final reward, that final, uh, you know, those fruits, to, you know. Uh, but like I said, that happening, it's not, it's not our, you know, the finish line. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's going to be another milestone. So we're excited about it, but we're also maybe more excited about the growth after because we don't want to just get to World Cup. You know, it'll be, if this one closes out, that's back-to-back -back World Cups, which is just outstanding. But we don't want to also just be participants. You know what I mean? And yeah. we want to have this mindset, just keep building this brotherhood, this mindset. And, uh, you know, if we can do that in a World Cup, uh, that dream comes true, but it also quickly leads to other dreams being made and, and just this path, just this journey. It's, it's special for, for our country. And, and this is how I feel, you know, cause we're also people before we're athletes, you know, uh, I'm speaking as a Canadian as well. I see how my family, you know, the, the tears, the excitement and, and just having the millions across the country come together with that bond, that energy, it's, it's special and we just want to make it more special. And like I said, if this closes out, it's, it's far from done. You know, new dreams, new goals are in the horizon and, and we can all be excited about that. Yeah. That's a great well, way to put it too. You, you mentioned growing up in Toronto. I just want to ask you, obviously Portuguese connection, but what World Cup memories do you have? Do you have like an at first World Cup? I always say, mate, that people always have that one World Cup, right? For me, it was Italia 90. That was my first World Cup. I'm aging myself a little bit, but I remember a little bit of 86, but Italia 90 was my first World Cup. You know, England got to the semifinals, you know, I was almost a teenager. The whole country came around it. Everyone has their first World Cup. What's kind of your memories of, of World Cups? What do you kind of remember? The first ones that, the first one would be the 94, I'm not mistaken, the Brazil and Italy final. Yeah. I remember, I was small, but I just remember the excitement about penalties, you know, a little bit. But I would say the 98 one that France won. I'm not mistaken, Portugal made it to the semis or, you know, they were, they were close to. But it was around there. I remember yeah. that World Cup was then. The header. I think that was the first World Cup that we kind of like followed from, from the beginning to the end with all that excitement. And now knowing that Canada is going to be possibly listen i don't want to get ahead of ourselves but, i get it i get it <laughs> canada possibly you know the next one's already guaranteed this one's very close canada being in that mix you know it's it's fantastic awesome just a couple of quick fire questions before i let you go yeah. then if you don't mind what's the favorite stadium you've ever played in favorite stadium uh in terms of Anyway, uh, you can you can name multiple ones in any way, whatever whatever comes to mind or what's in your heart. I'll tell you what, Azteca was special. Azteca was special. Uh, also, being being lucky to wear the armband that game too, you know, such a you know famous stadium, and you know, Canada going to that environment and getting you know a crucial result. Mm -hmm. I think that's where that belief also you know strengthened uh, somewhat. I would say Azteca, you know, I remember us going there the day before and, you know, just being, getting a little sniff of, you know, the, the history in that stadium and then, and then having a positive, you know, result. And, and there's one thing about that game too, I'll, I'll never forget. It was near the end, 
you know, and it, we're obviously happy with the draw in Azteca. And I remember there was one play that uh, it happened with me. I got fouled and I was on the, and I was like on the ground, but I, I was like beside our bench and we're almost closing this out. And I just remember like lifting my head and coach John was like, get up, get up. We're going to go, you know, like, like push for like, you know, we, we don't want to, you know, that was just a moment that like looking up and, you know, you can kind of like, it's either take it easy. Let's see this out. And that just says a lot about this group, you know, and, and the coaching staff. I just remember like, it might've been a play with, with Jimenez that, and I was on the ground, it was a foul. And it was like 90 something minute. And I just remember kind of like looking up, like, am I going to take like an extra 20 seconds here? And he's like, no, get up. Because, like, you know, we had that momentum and, you know, like, and that just shows who we were, you know, and, and who we are, you know, like in, in that stack in a stadium like that, you know, we're not totally satisfied with the draw, you know, like we wanted to push through. So that, that was a special moment, I think, for, for me, for, for the team. Uh, but then talking about stadiums, you know, there, there's the, the Benfica Stadium here is, you know, mm -hmm. the fantastic uh, atmosphere in terms of actual – the stadium wasn't full, but Arlington with the Gold Cup versus Costa Rica playing at Cowboy Stadium. So, you know, gratefully, there's a lot of, like, cool, cool moments. But I think if I had to pick one, I think that that Azteca one one was special. I'm nodding my head a little bit because I have been there. I was there for the Champions League with Trans FC. And as a history buff myself, I just loved every moment of it. The, 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 the walk down the tunnel and the, pen, the penance of all the teams that have played there and the, 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 the craving of Maradona and Pele pictures and everything. It's, uh, it screams football history. So that's a pretty symbolic gesture for you guys to have that moment as one of your reference points to, to success. Um, another quick fire question for you. Um, who's the best player you've ever played against or with? Against or with? Um, or and with, if you want to answer both, and and with, uh, okay. Well, now, like, it's we have you know, we, we have guys that can on our roster, you know, that, that can sit at that table, definitely. You know, Fonzo Davies is just out of this world. I don't want, I don't like, uh, how would I say, you know, personalized or specifically, you know, because it's a team sport, you have so, so many guys that can speak about JD, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fonzie, you know, Fonzie, what he's doing already, you know, winning Champions League at that level. It's just, you know, I'd say also here, here in Portugal, you know, guys, you know, say the best, you know, left defender in the world. So it's special to be in like a lot of questions. How is it playing with them? How is it training with them? How, you know, how is he? So he's, he's there for sure. Uh, again, so he was at the end of his career, but something that was special with me was in the MLS. Uh, playing versus Kaká was definitely mm -hmm. special because he was an idol growing up because uh, I, I grew up playing as, as a number 10 as well. Uh, so he was somebody, I remember that was a very special moment. So I would say Kaká playing against, uh, and I would say it's fair, you know, Fonzie to say Fonzie is tough, you know, somebody other than him. But at the club level, if there's somebody playing with, I would have to go to that year at Benfica possibly. I was right. like, like superstars, yeah, superstars there. Some good um, answers. Well, let's keep it Canadian because it's fair, you know. Very fair. Some good, good answers. Um, I'm a bit of a penalty shootout freak. I love penalties, and I and I know you're really good at them. <laughs> what can you tell me, if anything, about your secrets of success? Like, I know you don't want to give me any kind of, uh, you know, tips or whatever. What you want, what you want to tell everybody? But what do you know? What can you tell me? Do you? plan them do you know where you're going to hit them the day Wayne Rooney told me once he told me that the day before he always knows where he's going to hit the ball 
the, the, in the penalty. Do you do that? Do you do it on impulse? What's your kind of thoughts process? What can you tell me about them? The way I like training, I, I like training without a goalie. So that's one thing okay. that, I, that I like doing. I'll get two, like those little, like kind of training poles, you know, that we use for different things too. There's some, some fitness, a little slalom. So I'll get like those two thin poles and I'll put them like close to the post or places like I want to, you know, make it difficult for myself. So that's one way that I like, like training, but I'll, I'll already have a, a spot predetermined also before. Um, I also like when I do train because the goal is as well, like training, you know, and they'll ask to, to train with them too. So sometimes what I also like doing, I'll tell the goalie where I'm, this is in training, obviously. Uh, I'll tell the goalie where I'm going to shoot. I'll just okay. ask him like not, not to leave earlier because then he'll already be there, but just to know, like do everything together. So if I know that I score, if it goes in and he went there, then, you know, it's a definitely positive step and step in a confidence booster and getting their feedback. So those are two ways that I like training, but definitely we'll have something predetermined before. And then that mentality of just knowing before you shoot, like just already imagining. I'm, I'm, I'm big on that law of attraction, uh, not just within soccer, but in life in general. But that's something I, I bring to me at that moment too, like that law of attraction even before like when those nerves might set in, like just imagining that ball already hitting the net and, and getting that done. One day, mate, me and you will do 45 minutes, not on your career, but just on penalty shootout. Is that all right with you? Yeah. Penalty kicks. Because I could talk to you about, about that all day. Um, one thing yeah. you miss, one thing you miss about Canada when you're in Portugal, what do you miss the most? Is there anything in particular? The family. I would say family because, you know, they're, they're all there. Um, you know, my wife's family too. Uh, I would, I would say family and you know those those family moments those simple ones you know just scale those home gatherings that everybody can come and just sit around and a meal i would say those and you said you said earlier and long may it continue your pl successful playing career for many years of health my man but have you thought about post-playing career yet has anything entered, entered your mind coaching anything you want to do broadcasting has that entered your mind at all yet in terms of staying in the game or even getting away from the game I have thought about it. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to stay away. I have some ideas also away from the game, but I'm pretty sure it will be linked, you know, uh, to it. And one way that I see, uh, I'm not so sure about the coaching, but I've also learned that you, you can't make the decision out because things change. Uh, but one thing I would love to be involved in is to give back uh, with like those fortunate contacts that I've gained throughout my career. Uh, you know, and I always had that, um, not, not objective, but it's part of me too, you know, those good relationships, you know, at, at all clubs where I passed. So those doors are also open to give opportunity to kids in Canada that, you know, now, now it's different. Now we're, we have our league there, but before it was kind of when you're 18, you would have, have to make a decision. It's either you kind of quit or you go abroad. It's not like that, fortunately, and that's going to disappear even more. But just to be involved in giving opportunity to kids uh, the way that I needed also opportunities when I was younger. Um, so I think I would use those contacts the best way to, to give back. Fantastic. And it's great, isn't it, that the Canadian Premier League now exists for young Canadians to get that opportunity because everyone's got a different trajectory to where they want to go, right? Just giving them the chance to go out there and shine and play. Uh, it changes. It changes everything. I'm very happy about that. And uh, speaking to a lot of players that have played there, you know, it's it's also on a steady and healthy road to, 
to growth as well. Uh, and it's so important. It's so important because when I rewind to 15 years ago, about when when I left, there's it wasn't just me. There was there was a lot of good players that that I played with that's full of quality, but then they're forced into an early decision, you know. And then it's so easy to to not have that support. Maybe you know that I was fortunate to have my family, you know, to let's get on a plane, let's go try, you know. What I mean, uh, so it changes everything. It changes everything. That just gonna get stronger. Just gonna give more opportunity, and that's gonna also help future and. Canada, America. Yeah. Canada, soccer in our country. Sure, no doubt. Tremendous and stuff. Do you want to get the sign before we go? Do you want to do this? I do. Noah? I want to see this. How old is Noah? Look, I hope he doesn't get mad at me. These are his rough copies, okay? Okay. Oh, he's got rough copies. This is this guy's got a future in art. Look at this. No, no. Oh, I love this it. Is, so, actually, you can see what he's trying I can find. see, yeah. This was another one, like, you know, I heard Canada. And he was asking, he was like, that how's the Canada soccer symbol? So, he went to get a jersey to try to fit it. So, I'll... Noah, yeah, he's probably settled down already. But this yeah. is his rough copy. Amazing. But I'll, when it's done, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you a picture of it. Please Maybe. do. We'll we'll put it up there. How how old is Noah? So Noah is eight, and my little girl Naomi is six. So they'll turning be in the... seven, and she's just like, she's turning seven, and she'll be in Canada. So there you go. It'll be something special. A nice birthday present for her, and I guess a good way to finish would be. When you talk to your family, they'll be in the crowd at BMO Field. But all the fans that are watching this right now will also be in the in there. Let's finish this way. What has those fans meant to you and your team during this journey, being in the stadium and supporting you on this ride to the World Cup? Everything. And I, it's total honestly and it's safe to say that if that energy wasn't there, you know, it'd be tough for this all to happen. I, we, we feel it. We feel it. The, the fans on the edge of their seats, you feel like on the most simplest play, you, you know, like when we, there'll be like a tackle, you know, now we're on run. You just feel like that, you know, energy in the stadium. And just, it's important that everybody knows that it's felt, you know, it's felt and, and it helps so much. And, and this is a journey that it's not just 11 guys or 12, you know, or 15 or 23. It's This is a journey that's happening because the whole country is locked in on this. And uh, it, it's it's growing. It's special. And, you know, it just all together, you keep it going for sure. What a way to finish, my man. That's fantastic. Listen, I can't thank you so much for all of this time. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure for me. And I'm sure many of our viewers and listeners who enjoyed this will, uh, will know a lot more now and have become an even bigger fan of Stephen Vittoria after this discussion. Uh, safe travels with you and your family back into the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, and again, keep up the fantastic work, my friend. Christian, listen, let me just thank you too. It's a pleasure. I appreciate the, the invitation. And hopefully see you in Costa Rica. Uh, if not, then toronto but it's a pleasure and thank you so much and continue the, the fantastic work and thanks again i just love that at the end where he shares the signs with his son noah and um he actually came on afterwards and had a little bit of a chat with me so he was a camera shy at the time but um uh safe travels to him uh, and obviously the rest of the family as they come over what a great conversation i can't thank Stephen enough for his time uh, as you I said off the top, just a fantastic human being. And I hope you watched and listened to that, understood a little bit more about what Stephen Vittori is as a man. And, uh, you know, getting into those conversations about what he wants to become afterwards. He's still healthy, a 35-year-old, but you can see uh, with his big heart, 
and his love for the game and people that this uh, this gentleman's going to make a big impression on this game going forward as a Canadian. So we'll be looking forward to tracking that going forward as well. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you've missed them, there are many discussions like this in the past. You can go into our series on YouTube and listen to conversations with many of these players, including Tejon Buchanan, Jonathan Azorio, Richie Larea, Maxime Cropot, and many, many others. Mark Anthony Kay, Atiba Hutchinson. There are about 12 now episodes with these Canadian men's national team players. And I cannot thank any of them more enough to think about their time they spend with me and their conversations and I can't thank you enough for spending some time with me as well over this last 45 minutes or so it's going to be an exciting time Canada's game against Costa Rica live on one soccer on Thursday followed by the celebration on Sunday what a mammification that will be at BMO Field in Toronto all Canadians will be with them as they play Jamaica before going to Panama to end this World Cup qualifying campaign likely on their travels to Qatar 2022 with the World Cup draw coming up on April 1st again enjoy the games i hope you and your families are safe everywhere you are listening to this god bless you take care of yourself thanks again to Stephen vittoria and the entire vittoria family take care everybody and i'll see you soon